Welcome to Rental Store Roundtable. I am Rodney. This is Josh. This is Zana. And this is Paul. All right, so it is another extras episodes in between seasons, if you will. It's getting really complicated here for us, but <laughs> for you, it will seem just fine. So tonight we are uh, talking about the mystical, magical land of imagination. <gasps> I yeah. love that place. Just Fourth like, world. Yeah, the fourth world. Ravnia. Yes. <laughs> Only ten people are allowed, and there are four people in here. No. But, <laughs> so just like Pardue the Holy Man, we are going on an adventure as we talk about role-playing games of the tabletop variety. Our personal histories with them, some of our favorite moments from our experiences, what we have played, what we're currently playing, all that stuff. So let's ease on down the road to the Misty Mountain, and let's get this show on the road. Let's just just to help out the audience here. Let's uh, let's go clockwise. <laughs> yeah, uh, the continual clockwise debate. Um, we'll we'll go with Josh first. So actually, real quick, I, I think everybody played Dungeons and Dragons as their first game, right? Mine yes. was. Yep, pretty okay. sure. So how did you first get introduced to Satan, Satan's Game? <laughs> Satan's Game, I and think how I... how did you get into RPGs? Uh, let's, well, RPGs as a whole, I started out with, you know, the video game RPGs. Yeah. Mostly like the Final Fantasy series back when they made it for me. Yep, same here. <laughs> yes, but... But I definitely think the start of actual pen and paper RPGs, I could probably blame on you, because I think that was the first time <laughs> I was really fully exposed to it. Is that going to happen all the way yep. around? The t okay, well, keep going. <laughs> so what we're saying is Rodney is the one that ex exposed all of us to the evil, satanic influence of the Dungeons and Dragons. Yep, pulling out my monster manuals, telling you yeah. how to summon succubi. <laughs> yep. That never works, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we did teach us witchcraft to use on our parents to get them to buy us things. I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess <laughs> whatever that. Well, you we can talk about that comic later. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, we should. Yeah, Jack Chick. Yeah, that, oh, uh, Chick tracks. <laughs> what a colossal mess. Anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, that was probably my first introduction to the pen and paper world back in the days of third edition. Yeah, how how old roughly would you think you were at the time? Oh, high schoolish. I don't know, like fifteen, sixteen. I I think it was probably no, it was probably before to, that. Yeah, I I think it was closer to fifteen actually. Yeah, I think it was so. like junior high ish. Oh yeah, because it was a weird <clears throat> way they broke up the schools. It was like the last year of junior high, which. Is the first year Every of high school. Yeah, everywhere that's not Utah is grade, the first year yeah. of high school. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. But yeah, I think that's where we started. And yeah, there. I can't remember anything about early stuff other than I do remember me and a bit of a throwback. The Gray Brothers had a pretty long running game that we did. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I actually started them on second edition. Oh. Um, little known fact, I hung out with them before Josh. Bizarre. But in any case... I have yet to actually try second edition. Neither have I. I'd be interested. Okay. Okay, so, so second edition, the weirdest thing was my first experience with second edition had nothing to do with D&D. &D. It was actually playing the original Elder Scrolls 
game. Oh, uh, okay. Because well, it well, actually used it was built like, off of second. it was built off of Thaco. armor class zero. Thaco. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in a little <laughs> bit. So your your first introduction was just me being like, "Hey, I got this brand new third edition book. Let's play it." I'm like, cool. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> interesting. So Zana. My story is similar, but slightly different. Uh, for me, at least, I always wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons and just didn't have anybody to play with. I was named after a Dungeons & Dragons character, too, in fact. It was my first name, Zana, and my middle name, Glacia. And uh, my dad played a ton of Dungeons & Dragons in the 80s, and he talked a lot about it growing up, and he just didn't have any of his stuff because it was all stolen from him back in the day. Yeah. So... I always had like a keen interest in it, and uh, it was a big deal to my dad, who named all of his kids after a Dungeons and Dragons character somewhere. Like my brother's middle <laughs> oh, name that's is Zaffa. Awesome. My uh, other brother. My other brother. Trooper. Yeah, Trooper. Uh, then uh, Angeline, and her middle name is Genevieve. Mm -hmm. So. Was Angeline also a character? It's possible. I'm not entirely okay, sure know. on that one. Honestly. <laughs> but Genevieve was. Yeah. Genevieve. Uh, my older brother, he had two middle names, uh, Zane and Zaffa, and they were like brothers in the in my dad's story. Yeah. So that's where he got those. And my dad was obviously a big fan of Z's. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, isn't that I love Z names. The other about, different brother. I mean, what it, Torzel? That oh, sounds. Yeah. That sounds like a, like a Minotaur yeah. character or something. <laughs> it was my. Uh, my other younger brother's middle name. So yeah, he he squeezed them in anywhere he his wife would let him. <laughs> okay. Um, and so when working together at Hollywood Video, you talked about Dungeons and Dragons, and it really piqued my interest. And I like sought you out and wanted to join in a game. And then at some point, it it finally happened. That makes sense. I, I love the idea of naming your children so you go through your old campaign character sheets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. Actually, I don't even remember some of my characters. But then my grandma, yeah. my, my dad's mom, is adamantly against Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and so there was one time where I was oh, okay. like at a family hangout and had to meet you guys after the hangout for Dungeons and Dragons. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to go now. And she's like, oh, you're going to go hang out with your friends? Like, yeah, we've got some plans. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. And her face gets like stone cold. <gasps> and she starts to like stand up and walk toward me. And she was an obese woman. Okay. <laughs> and so it was like the most terrifying moment of my life. I'm like, okay, hey, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> like her standing up and taking like two steps toward me after I mentioned Dungeons and Dragons was like the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, Paul, yeah. how did you get involved in Satan's game? So, again, was familiar with, <laughs> you know, video game RPGs like Josh. Um, and the the one at, that was most, like, actual D&D, I played uh, Might and Magic 3. Yeah. Not to be confused with Heroes of Might and Magic 3, because actual Might and Magic 3, you would roll to make characters, and you could yeah. be cheap and roll infinitely <laughs> until you have a character that has stats that are like 20s, and they would even let you go yeah. to 21 for some reason. <laughs> I know it's um, uh, I know it's breaking the rule of trying to talk about just, just the thing, but man, it bothers me so much when I try to look up Might and Magic 3 things, and it's like, Heroes of Might and Magic yeah. 3. <laughs> I was like, no, I want Isles of Terra. I want yeah. the real Might and Magic 3. But yeah. <laughs> Great game. We, that was one we had on PC. So that was that had me more familiar with how the rules actually worked in D&D. &D. Yeah. But yeah, the first I played uh, was 
with you, big surprise, uh, third edition, no, 3.5, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, well, it was kind and of we did a mixture a, of We the did two, a Dragonlance yeah. campaign setting, which yeah. I hadn't read the books yet, so like, at some point, Raceland showed up, I didn't even know who he was yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. It was a, a decent sized group. There were... I think including me, there was six people. Yeah, Nathan, Mark, me, Marshall, Holly, you. Is that it? Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was a good one. Yes. Playing in the old abandoned uh, restaurant. No, it wasn't abandoned. It was just (laughs) at nighttime it shut down. We sometimes would go play upstairs in the empty restaurant. That was was a ton of fun. That was so crazy. Soda machine. I know. <laughs> well, just having at the soda dispenser was great. Yeah, I missed out on that. You guys yeah. did that in well, the last game before I joined. Exactly. Yeah. You joined like my second game. But yeah, very cool. So anything else to add there? I mean, we don't need to go way into what okay. we did. It was a fun game. Uh, yeah. I caught on to it, liked it quite a bit. Uh First character was a dark elf because someone never played before. It's like, all right, elves are cool, but they got to be dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. He wasn't like a bad character, but he wasn't yeah. super good either. Well, I first got involved in it when I was like 12-ish, I think. Oh, yeah. I guess I would have been about, it was after high school, so 19-ish, 18, 19. Yeah. For me. Well, it was it was very unhip back when you guys got into it, much like for me, so... I know that's a bizarre thing now since everybody's like, oh, you know, Dungeons what happened and Dragons to the good old popular days when, Stranger Things. When you used to get, oh, that's With, I totally forgot about the Stranger Things. Stranger thing. Things and then that, what is that YouTube show that I occasionally... Critical Role? Critical Role, that's right. Those are the two things. And Joe Manganello, his bizarre obsession with D&D. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, I, I got involved when I was like 12 or something, and it was because, you know, I, I grew up being into fantasy stuff all the time, and Lord of the Rings and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and I was especially interested in comic books. I don't talk about comic books very much on the podcast, because it's not about comic books, but I had a giant collection when I was young. I don't really have anything worthwhile now, so don't come try to steal them mm. from me, because complications the great flood the great flood and so i don't have anything worthwhile not not super worthwhile in any case then uh you know i was into i was into comic books so i would go to the comic book store store the store the comic <laughs> book store shop store slash shop the store shop. and you would see you know you occasionally see people looking at these weird like trays of mixed dice and all this like this weird stuff these these dudes in black trench coats with their katanas replica katanas in their (laughs) in the trunks of their car talking about something called world of darkness and how they were going downstairs to do that stuff like that just weird weird cryptic stuff and i'm like one day i was like what is all this stuff (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, what's... I've heard of Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't really know anything about it. They're (laughs) like, oh, it's a role-playing game, you know. And, you know, the whole thing started. So I got a second edition starter set. It's got a a red dragon on it. I think you can can track down the picture quite easily, but I don't own that anymore. I ran it into the ground. I was the DM at the start. I still am a DM. 
that's just how it's going to work forever, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's how I first got into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they do like, I've heard of dungeons and I've heard of dragons, but I never thought the two would go together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they go together because the Hobbit exists. That's true. So <laughs> it wasn't a dungeon, though. It was the glorious kingdom of Erebor and Smaug just turned it into a dungeon. That's true. Bastard. Anyway, <laughs> so that's how I got involved. So it's it's safe to say that you like Dungeons and Dragons. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. I do. The dragons, not so much early on because they're difficult, but yeah, you, you got to do some dungeons before you can do some dragons. Dungeons before dragons. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I want to dive head first. I want a campaign where a dragon happens we'll just immediately. Get, <laughs> you just get killed right away. <laughs> Well, you might just see the dragon. And That'd be, be fine like, if you saw one off in the distance. There's a dragon we have to contend with. You know, like the first episode of Slayers, where there's a dragon immediately. Yes. <laughs> that happened to me in uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, just going to video games, because it was early on and suddenly there's this big dragon. I'm like, oh no, and I ran away. It turns out they're not actually like dangerous to you very much, but <laughs> like they don't try and kill you, but I got super scared because I was just walking along and it comes out of the lake and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, time for a boss fight. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready. I was only a few hours in. So, Dungeons and Dragons, interesting stuff. Did you, do you remember your first dice set? Ew, do you um, still own it? I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I probably sure do. I've never gotten rid of any dice. I'm just trying to think. Um, I, I've become a, a, a sick, twisted dice collector. You so. know, I don't think I got my own dice until later i think i was like borrowed your dice or something yeah because i think the first dice set i got was for a fourth edition campaign because i got like the grayish set um but then i got like an extra d6 of some damage so i also bought like a red and orange not fiery looking it looks more like those popsicles yeah <laughs> the red and orange yellow popsicles makes sense so that i think that was my first set actually my prized dice are my dad's original dice from before i was born that makes sense. Okay, that's pretty legit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like a a mix and match kind of thing. Like, none of them look a, go with anything. But my favorite one is this, like, speckled D10 that has a rose on it. Oh, I have I no idea where it came from, but I love it. Is the rose <laughs> the 10 or the double zero the, or what is it? Is it a percentage or is it just a... It's just a D10, not so, a percentile. But is the zero slash 10, is that the rose? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because okay. usually the special symbol is the good thing, right? Yeah. Depends on the die, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have my original. I have some I've had for a long time, but I I couldn't tell you what my first dice set was. I know I know I don't have mine. I have this weird <laughs> life situation where dice end up getting left at someone's house or like taken from me. Like just weird bizarre mm -hmm. things. So I do only have so many dice sets, despite having bought so much plastic in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and there's me with my dice buying addiction. So I'm like, yeah. I bought these with no plan. Roddy, you like dice too. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> I do have a lot of dice now. But yeah, dice are obviously a big thing. Everyone loves the dice. And speaking of the dice, you let's talk about additions and other games as well. So... You, you've played multiple editions of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, the earliest for me would be, like I said, 3.5-ish in the Dragonlance campaign setting, the first yeah. one I played with you. I, I have never experienced Thacko myself. So. Ah, 
So what what is your favorite currently what is your favorite edition? What what do you like the best? Hmm. I mean, we played a lot of Pathfinder. Um that and I feel like 5th edition are pretty similar. I don't know, it's it's hard switching between them because there are rules that apply to some of them but not others, so I always yeah. get confused and have to look at the book again. I'm like, okay, what are the rules here? Actually, I think Pathfinder's, at least first edition, is not super similar to fifth edition. Is it not? Maybe it's the yeah, newer... It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's got similar rules. You know, you roll D20s. Skills, yeah, yeah. yeah all that stuff. It's but. kind of... A, it kind of, to me, always had like a weird amalgamation of like three third edition D&D, 3.5... A couple other things sprinkled in. Yeah, that's what I mean. It like. worked, but I think I mean Pathfinder is the logical expansion of Third Edition. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, I enjoy Pathfinder. I play that every other week with my other group. And is, is it still First Edition? Yeah, it's still First, first oh, Edition. It? They oh, they're going to change, right? Yeah, they're going to. They have all the books. They just. Their, their campaigns go incredibly long. Five-year so. campaigns. <laughs> you play every other month. No, I'm just kidding. Well, when we play every other week, and then the game gets canceled, so we Turns play into after once a, month, a month. And so it's a, it's a little tedious in that regard, but yeah. it's still enjoyable. I just have to remember what's going on <laughs> you like, have every to be single refreshed. time. What I, did we do three weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a single person who has played second edition Pathfinder yet, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, we have plans to play the second edition soon. I just, they're just trying to pick a time for it. Is that the Bardorama game? Yeah, I think our next game is going to be the All Bard campaign, which I'm really looking forward to. Okay. Interesting. So. All right. Well, probably. I don't think they answered, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I think for me, I'd probably go with. Third edition, part of it might be biased because that was probably the edition I played the most. Plus, it's, you know, nostalgia lenses, I'm sure, contributes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just to say the third or 3.5 in my case, whatever it was. There are things I miss about that. Like I do, too. Yeah. And it was yeah. good, like, some things, like... They did also... some things really well in... Three and three point five. Well, just looking at, I don't know. We yeah. haven't gotten that far enough in our fifth edition campaign, but I like the, you know, at this level you get another attack. At this, you know, so like, yeah, I miss stuff like that, and it it was good to learn that way because then like stuff I understood things like base attack bonus, which not everyone does. It doesn't make it super clear always in fifth edition, so we're always pointing out to people, okay, when you attack, you get that bonus. Plus your stat, well, your applicable yes. stat that I, we always have to tell everyone. It's largely because I didn't do any adding. Like when when I was looking at the, because me being the DM of this thing that Paul just brought up, mm-hmm. um, it's it's because they made the character sheet, but they didn't add anything together and then put it in like the the designated the area. Designated area. So that they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to get. What, yeah. what do I get for this one? But see, for okay, me, like I said, this. having started off on three point five, it's just like I know that stuff. It's like the for me, I mean, obviously you go to earlier editions, but those are like the building blocks. And I'm like, okay, so it kind of works like this did in 3.5, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually play 3 or 3.5. I started out with 4th Four. edition. Yes, but you have played Pathfinder, which is extremely similar close to, to 3.5. 3. 5, so. 3. 5, so. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely the most familiar with Pathfinder at this point. Yeah. I think P- Pathfinder is a, still a very good game. My biggest problem with it is the extreme bloat of book after book. Oh, yeah, it's just... <laughs> but. For the love of God, just let me buy one book. Yeah, no, yeah. Need, even, uh, even three just two handbooks. books. 
would be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, the, you know, player's handbook, advanced player's guide, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But Well, and D&D followed the same suit with 3 and 3.5 because they got into, you know, what, four different monster manuals. Yeah. Dozens of campaign settings, all kinds of yeah, but stuff. You, but you got to be able to monetize because once you release an edition, it's like, you know, once everyone there it has is. the yeah. three core books, that's it. That's all you get. That's yeah. all the money yeah, you I, get. Yeah, I definitely get like needing to, you know, expand to keep it alive. But yeah, yeah. When, once you're reading, reaching like 28 books total, you're like, <laughs> okay, we might have gone a little past what was needed. Yeah. Outside- at, at that point, you're just selling your resources then and everybody's making their characters in Hero Lab instead of buying any books. Yeah. Outside of the, uh, in fifth edition, outside of the additional things of like tall... Tasha's Cauldron and Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Like, there aren't a lot of player resources. But <laughs> the, those those two, plus the Player's Handbook, I think that's the maximum amount for player resources. My complaint about 5th edition is specifically everything involved in the Dungeon Master side of things. Mm, is that and, more of a hassle then? Uh, it's basically it, like... But you've, you've said it basically is... Not informative in ways yeah. that are helpful. <laughs> so the Dungeon Master's Guide's like, what's an RPG? How do you run an RPG? Here's some examples. That's it. <laughs> then there's a handful of tables. I think there are six or eight traps in the book as example traps. There are a handful of magic items. There are, there are some magic items in the thing. None of it has any uh, gold prices of any kind. Mm. Oh, that's weird. They they basically at the beginning of the magic list it's like people should only ever have three maximum magic items ever in the history of their character and they have to attune to them and it's like don't give out your don't give out magic items it will break our game it's like well then just make a game that doesn't get broken by a magic yeah, item yeah. you know that's funny because uh, I think in the DM guide for three or three point five they actually have in their kind of a setting okay how prevalent is magic and magic items in your world if it's very prevalent well people can have it and it costs less yeah but they also have the opposite where it's like no it's extremely rare rare, therefore like whatever gold price is listed times it by whatever or they have to do some kind of crazy quest to get it yeah or it's or it's something you have to to like find yeah yeah that's sort of how the DM guide deals with it in 5th edition, except there are no gold lists. You should only ever give people three, and even that should just... Oh, man, that's so much. Yeah. You have to be, like, level 20 to get three magic items. Party of people with three magic items apiece. But I don't know how much 5th edition magic items are, but I know, like, in 3rd, they had all kinds of crazy levels for yeah magic items, too. Like, there was, like, the build your magic item guy that got ridiculous there is something like that in fifth edition but it's mostly a paragraph it's like if you want to make up something go ahead that's like that's like 50 percent of the dungeon master's <laughs> it's just, guide yeah make it you up know, make yeah. it up if do what you want not, man if this is not covered in the dungeon master's guide yeah, just make something up whatever <laughs> just do whatever that's that's pretty much all it ever it makes says. our job easier if we don't have to write it out for you I I think the that Dungeon Master's Guide, the fifth edition one, is the absolute worst <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons book. That uh, I guess that's made. a question then from uh, DM side of things. What's the easiest version to do? Uh, 
it depends on what elements you're worried about. Oh, I don't know. Just in, like for you, what's like the simplest one for you to run? Is if well, what I mean is if you're talking about specifically monsters, mm-hmm. then it's fourth edition because those monster manuals are the greatest oh, nice. gift ever. Those, I mean, they have like these perfect organized stat blocks with like the brute version of a monster oh, and the skirmisher that and is then cool. the minion and all that stuff. It's it's so well organized and easy to find things. It's just mm. perfect. And and I'm not a huge fourth edition fan, but those books are amazing. Yeah, that sounds really nice. And then when it comes to uh actually running the game, I think uh maybe Maybe third edition. Well, no, third edition has some really annoying rules. <laughs> but, uh, second edition has a lot of really easy to handle things because they made so many versions of second edition. But the problem is no one knows how to play it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to teach people <laughs> from scratch. Yeah. It it has a lot of simpler and well-organized things going on in it. So I, I, I would say that second edition outside of monsters is a pretty excellent way to go Mm. pathfinder also is pretty easy to run like i i think pathfinder might be the culmination of what dungeons and dragons want like third edition is like it's just it's organized everything's there like it it works that's the thing yeah it just works first edition at least i've never played the second (laughs) so I feel like fourth edition is just so easy for people that don't really know what they're doing and don't know what they want to do because they can just kind of uh, a dungeon master that does just wants to be like, I want them to fight this monster and they can build the adventure around that really easily. Whereas it doesn't require as much like thinking ahead and everything. Yeah. uh, For as much as people like complain about fourth edition, I get the complaints because there's a lot that I don't like about it. One as a player, every half level having to change all your stats. Yeah. Basically (laughs) erasing the entire character sheet and just putting it one higher than one higher every other level. I get that, but it's, it's like, it's the, level easy you know yeah. it's it's just a great starting like you're point, gonna power up a little bit every other level yeah. at least I, I like the i actually do like the idea of powers although yeah i was gonna say if, if you uh if you're willing to shell out the money just buy the power cards yeah <laughs> for your class then it's a lot easier yeah but the powers are a pretty interesting way to mm-hmm. deal with the characters um yeah like you're saying it's almost like everybody yeah. has spells but they're just special moves yeah pretty much have. everybody's a wizard yeah but they're just <laughs> a different type of wizard some wizards throw daggers it was fun and like xander was saying i think it's good for people that haven't that don't know it that well because it's easy it's like here's your encounter powers there's this one you get once a day and then here are your like at will powers you use those yeah. as much as you want mm-hmm. the game is certainly gamified in a way that the other games are not yeah but that's both its best asset and, and worst <laughs> thing it's like sometimes you're like this is amazing other times you're like oh so tedious. It really but it sounds like, like it's a nice monster designed chart. for first timers. Yeah, it's it's designed for people who had not really played a role playing game and maybe played like video games and wanted yeah, to get into it. That makes sense. There's a bunch of interesting ideas that a bunch of people are, thought this would be cool. This would be cool. Ever since they released third edition, then they put all of it in instead of just thinking <laughs> about it for a moment. Well. Like you said, it sounds like they at least nailed the monster table. Absolutely. Those <laughs> books are so Whoever bad. did that, whoever was in charge of that, good job. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Well, I'm not going to... 
I've, I've told Josh about that. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so so you all kind of think, well, you two kind of said third edition. Yeah, third, right? I could see Pathfinder being a viable alternative. And but... Xana mostly said Pathfinder. So we're And all... then right now, though, it's yeah. like, well, we're playing fifth edition, so that's what I'm currently familiar with. So right now, that's the easiest for me to play. But like, there are other things I really enjoyed. But if we're talking about like fantasy specifically, I'd probably say Pathfinder, just because I have the most experience with that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some of my other favorites would be like World of Darkness. Yeah. Savage we'll, we'll, Worlds was fantastic. We'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> but no, I I agree with you. But um, I would say, if if you're looking at the player side of things, the absolute easiest edition to get into is Fifth Edition. It's, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty it's easy to make. Easy a, yeah, starting one. It's easy to make a character. It's easy to understand the character outside of wording in the wizard section, mm-hmm. which I went off on one night with <laughs> Zana. I was like so pissed <laughs> off about it, but but anyway, I yeah, I think it's I think it's the easiest one to get into as a player is concerned because they don't just flood you with information as quickly. That's true. And some of the people we're playing with in our new game have never played D and D before. So this seems like they're yeah. catching on pretty easily and it's a it's a good introduction. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, forgetting to use some of their stuff, which you know, the more experienced <laughs> players like me I'm like, Oh, make sure to add that, add that and because the, like they'll say a number. Yeah. I rolled this like there's no way it's that you low. Should be more you should have some it's, sort of bonus. It's good to have like you three yeah. around for that. It's very helpful. Yeah. yeah. I I actually think a lot of there are a lot of great things about second edition, and I think it's underutilized. Although first edition is similar. The reason why I choose second edition is because it has less tables. That's that's yeah. the oh, only well. reason I like it more. So which edition <laughs> is the one that would have likely been played in the eighties? Um, first edition. First edition? Yeah. Okay. It's similar to second edition. Like I said, they're less tables. They they organize things differently in second edition, and it's really not that different of a game. Although some people will argue that, so... Yeah, I mean, I haven't played anything earlier than fourth edition, but I would be super interested. And I think it would be pretty cool to go all the way back to something like first edition and feel like I'm getting a similar experience to my dad did and the characters that he made that he named all of his kids, including me after. (laughs) Would that go back to only being able to heal like one hit point at night? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's cool. That creates like a real level of danger for your characters. Got to keep a a timetable, a calendar. You know, what we could do is run like (laughs) basic... It's it's like pre first edition Dungeons and Dragons basic starter set. Be very interesting. I have no idea what that's like. Anyway, so let's talk about other RPGs because we all have some experience in other RPGs. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because up until recently, we weren't even playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's true. (laughs) Oh yeah. For like over a year, we played a different game entirely. So let's uh let's say let's Josh what. Other RPGs have you played just off the top of your head? Just, just uh, random. The ones, probably the one that other than Rodney, that you two probably haven't ever used. Is I have do have a group of friends that they like the GURPS system. I've heard of that, but I've never played it myself. It's like a point by D six game. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's D six based. I have some mixed feelings about it because there's some stuff that I think is really that they do really well in it. And then there's some other stuff that I'm kind of like, ah, I don't care for how this goes in particular. Hmm. My thing with GURPS is that 
it's largely dependent on who is running it and how familiar they are with it. And, yeah. And just just how how good they are at making the rules seep into the background. Because GURPS can be an extremely complicated game or an extremely light game, depending on how you run it. Yeah. I, I do think that's the big thing with GURPS is it's... I have some issues with particular parts on it because it's... Even just in there, like the description from the book, it's like, okay, this seems kind of extreme kind yeah. of thing. Like, I think the biggest thing, biggest thing for me is I think they get way too specialized in like how their skills work. Mm-hmm. You know, like because D and D, especially like fifth edition, you kind of have like you have a lot less, and it's kind of like okay, athletics. Okay, yeah. that's basically anything athletics. Whereas, like, in GURPS, you have to be extremely specific. Like, okay, you have to specialize in climbing if you want to climb. See, yeah. I actually, or running. I actually kind of like... You missed the specific <laughs> skills. I, I, do, I do like it, but I think my issue with it is it gets really ridiculous with some of it. Like, oh, okay, like, you know, running versus, like, track and field kind of skills it's like okay well if you know running like you take a like minus six attempt to do just like track and field stuff yeah and i'm like okay i think some of these like differences are a little too extreme for Mm -hmm. like oh you can like you can use a knife but if you try and use a short sword it's like you're an idiot. Yeah, you like, have no you idea. have no idea how this thing even functions. <laughs> no, I like that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but keep, keep talking well, okay, about I, other RPGs. I think, the th- I think the thing is, is I feel like your character itself is, like, way more limited in, like, how you can grow in that regard. Because it's, you know, it's, it's very different. It doesn't sound like a negative to me. So <laughs> Yeah, 3.5 had other, a lot more. Other specific other rpgs or we'll be here all day uh besides that uh world of darkness all i know all All of us us have played played it it because we played it together for (laughs) that was our halloween game that was fun uh i was it you that i played the there was a cthulhu mythos rpg forever ago i'm pretty sure we played call of cthulhu i played call of cthulhu with everyone here at some point okay which game did we do that was call of cthulhu um Haunted house stuff. Oh, the haunted house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not go yeah, into that too much. Uh, who did you, Zanna, you were like a women's self-defense teacher. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Quaid was old Ed, the airport, like, handyman. Yeah, airport luggage <laughs> cart yeah. wrangler. No, that's what I did. That was my Oh, job. yeah, you're the luggage cart <laughs> wrangler. Okay. Oh, it was a fun game. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that one I liked because it was, it's a system I have not used in anything other than that and I've not seen again. Yeah, I played it. I would have no idea how to play it again without being... I, <laughs> I, would have to I just remember it. they did some really cool things that I think really worked, like leveling up skills was like, oh, if you use them, <sighs> then you had the chance... So <laughs> you had the fun. chance to improve it, but it was also... The way they built it, like, you would roll to see if it improved, and the higher your ability got, the harder it was for you to yeah get better which makes sense yeah. like if you're you can only improve so much and yeah like there like... reaches a point where it's impossible to get better so those are any anything else 
Shout out real quick. Oh, nothing. I did play that newish Star Wars RPG. Oh, yeah. Fantasy Flight with the Genesis system. Yep. You're literally the only person I know who's ever played that, so. It's not bad other than their weird dice system. It's kind of just a shameless cash grab to try and sell more I hate stuff. exclusive dice and we'll get and into that yeah that's <laughs> that's my thing with it is with the exclusive dice I'm like okay this this could have been way it could have been exactly the same with regular dice to be fair when we did it we you know got online and someone had already like oh yeah if you don't want to buy their special dice here's how you break down the numbers if you use just regular yeah. dice yeah that makes sense I I agree with that and when I'm talking about exclusive dice, I'm not talking about Dungeon Crawl Classics stuff. Just for you, who people. Oh yeah, might it's know. it's like the D8s were not like you used D8s, but it was like okay, two side, two or three sides were blank. Then you had like success but advantage, success disadvantage, mm-hmm. fail, and then like fail with disadvantage kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. That it's, sounds complicated. It isn't that complicated when you break it down. It's just that it the dice are based. You roll the dice based around a narrative structure as opposed to a stat. Yeah, it's structure. it's definitely more, a lot the stats more stats and play into it, but it's yeah, yeah, it's definitely built more to play into storytelling versus you know, okay, this is how much damage and a lot less hard number based and more kind of. You know, oh, you succeeded, so yeah, something happens, kind of thing. I'll, I'll list other things for Josh. There's like Iron Claw, Jade Claw. We've played that before. Oh yeah, it's been a long time since I thought of that one. <laughs> and uh, he used to—I don't know if you still own this—the Dragon Ball Z RPG books. Oh god, that one was uh-huh. t- that one. I liked the idea, but that <laughs> that book was not great. <clears throat> yep. So let's go to other people. What what have you played RPGs, Xana? Uh, yeah, I've played a few different ones. Uh, with the other group, I've played Starfinder, so Pathfinder yeah. in space. Pathfinder that was pretty cool. Uh, we just concluded our Star Trek RPG. We did. Yeah, Modifius system. I don't know. Yes, Modifius really Star Trek Adventures. Yes, that was a good one. We played that for like a year, basically. Yeah, over a year actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Two seasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've all played a lot of us have played Savage Worlds together did some uh, yeah did was that what our superhero version. campaign was in yeah, yeah. we've played a lot fun. of Savage Worlds actually yeah because yeah. yeah. there are a lot of different ways to, to do Savage Worlds and then uh, also from Weird Miniatures uh, the, the game Malifaux their oh, yeah. RPG Through the Breach I I think I'm the only one that likes it. I don't know. I can't get anybody to play it with me, but I love it. <laughs> I would play it. I just don't want to run it necessarily. Mm-hmm. I would totally run it. Like I I came across <laughs> that back when I worked for the mini painting company and yeah. just kind of fell in love with the world of Malifaux and their whole steampunk genre and everything. Yeah, I, I did the Kickstarter for, for that and have I all like, of their I like stuff steampunk. And... This is the first time I've ever heard of this Ooh. system. Oh yeah, you'd for like it. For those of you who don't know what Malifaux is, it's a weird. It's a an amalgamation of steampunk, portal jumping, 
western and horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right to me. That's that's. I actually like the sound of this. Yeah, it is. It's it's, it's a, cool, a great cool setting. World, I have yeah. a bunch of minis. We played it like a whole one time, but yeah. What's really cool about this is how it started out as a skirmish game in the world of Malifaux. So you just needed you know your little crew to fight, uh, and at some point they decided to evolve to an RPG, and you can use the same miniatures in that so you know you had a purpose for all of your skirmish characters so i have an unhealthy number of malifaux miniatures (laughs) that are unassembled unpainted and i keep buying more because i have a problem um but that one is really cool because it's card based instead of dice based which okay goes against my the thing i said earlier of my dice addiction but the the main point of this one is twisting fate all of the player characters are called the fated and their whole thing is being able to alter their fates as well as the fates of the people they encounter and uh everybody has their like hand of cards so you you know draw a card to do your number for an action instead of rolling the dice and if you don't like the number you drew you can replace it with one of your cards in your hand calling Mm. that twisting fate yeah the skirmish game actually has that too and Mm. it's it's a really good mechanic and i wish other people would steal from it (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah. So, any other any other games you want? I'm trying to think. Are there any that we haven't mentioned that I played? Because most of them have been played with people at this table. Yeah, we've talked about World of Darkness. World of Darkness. We did the Innocence for the kids this past uh, fall and for October. Yeah, that was fun. Um, We burned a house down. That was pretty fun. Uh, Let's see. uh, What? So we did World of Darkness, Savage Worlds. What else have we done aside from the superheroes that were? I don't. I don't know. Well, we we did Cthulhu. We did. Is Cthulhu a Savage Worlds like no same Cthulhu, system? Cthulhu oh, okay. was a different thing. So we we I've did played that. D and D three point five, four, five, and Pathfinder. Yeah, Paul um, has played more Dungeons and Dragons than anything. So yeah. Oh, we did play a very brief. I don't remember if you or Nathan ran it, but the. We did like a brief Rifts game. I think I ran it. Yeah. You did. Uh, yeah, where I was the basically an Ent. Yeah, I was Douglas Fir. <laughs> Awesome. Had to get a Twin Peaks reference in to our game. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, who else? What was everyone else? Anna, do you remember what you were? Was I in that one? I yeah. thought so. I can't. I, I can't remember. It's been a while. But in any case, yeah, I, I can list some other things that I've played because I've played perhaps more than other people. Tunnels and Trolls. We we mentioned Savage Worlds again, but uh, I've played the what is that game? The fighting fantasy series uh a lot i played palladium stuff like rifts and ninja turtles and stuff i played um d6 the not gurps but uh there's a d6 system the star wars one west end games okay okay <laughs> yeah stuff like that i played the d20 version of star wars i've never played the fantasy flight any of the fantasy flight rpgs so i don't know but I own uh, the Talisman RPG. I haven't played it, but... Man, I just thought of one that I feel like I was uh, bad for not mentioning. Uh, Shadowrun, actually. Oh, yeah, Shadow. What the hell? Why yeah, how, did neither, how did neither of us think of Shadowrun? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. You're Apparently, just mentioning cool. the D6 system. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Shadowrun was a D6 system. Yeah, Shadowrun's very cool. It's, uh, it's a mixture of cyberpunk and fantasy and stuff. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Oh, also cyberpunk. The cyberpunk games i've played those uh, 
But yeah, Savage Worlds is a big thing I'm a huge fan of, and we never play it. So, But let's, let's talk about Call of Cthulhu, because we mentioned Call of Cthulhu. There are other games that have that system. It's a percentile-based skill system, and it's actually basic. the basic role-playing system is what it's called. And there's... Mm, okay. Name a genre, there's a version of it in the basic role-playing system, but Call of Cthulhu is their flagship item, I guess. <laughs> Makes sense. Kind of iconic. Yeah. So it's that's a great system. And uh, let's let's talk about some of our favorite games we've run, because we've talked about games a little bit that we were in, but we'll, we'll talk about some of our favorite games. Uh, did you guys like... World of Darkness. The one we just did? Yep. Yeah. Yes. That one was a lot of fun. I like that. I was, uh, my character was somewhat inspired by a uh, little Eddie Kasprak in the, uh, the 1990s It TV series. Yeah. I had an inhaler and everything. Oh, Herbert Granger. That was my character. Okay. Name. Herbert Granger, the kid that burned down in a, well, it was like a vampire house. They deserved it. It was a vampire house. <laughs> it was supposedly haunted mansion. Yeah. I mean, the fire was kind of an accident. Some bad things happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's the most recent one, also, so I remember it better. But yeah, very cool game. Did you guys? Do you guys like World of Darkness overall? Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I said, it. I had yeah. a ton of fun with it. It's one of those I think I've played it so spottily I kind of forget it has, about it. And for I'm me, like, I, I forget like the playing systems. it. I'm like, oh, this is actually really awesome. If I'm not I actively it. playing, I forget. So like, I don't know what other World of Darkness games I might have played. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because Call of Cthulhu was the one we'd mentioned where Tyler was, his character looked like Brendan Fraser. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always calling him different movie titles. That was fun. That was an interesting game. It was a, I oftentimes run pre-gen games in Call of Cthulhu, but that was one that so I was the one you just made so, it up? Yeah. Oh, okay. That one, uh, they're investigating a haunted house and they end up, it's it's not so much haunted as it's like filled with these like fallen angels and stuff. It was mm. pretty interesting. Hmm. But in any case, I mean, you were in that Zana. You were the yeah, but you can't expect me to remember. Things. I know. I just remember you were the female self defense instructor. Yeah, but yeah. I don't even cool. remember who else played. I just remember Tyler's character because of all the like George of the Jungle and Blast in <laughs> the Past. Just calling his character names of movies. Yeah. I didn't know Monkey Bone at the time, so I didn't call him Monkey Bone. <laughs> well, in any case, uh, we. We played World of Darkness. We played Star Trek Adventures and World of Darkness recently. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about both of those a little bit. But um, World of Darkness, we ran for Halloween, and then I think it ended up going five or six sessions. Yeah. yeah. So we did. Yeah, it was supposed to be a one month. Our team cannot accomplish any task in yeah. a timely <laughs> manner. So what was supposed to be four sessions turned into six. Yeah. Still was... not the worst. No, yeah. that's... Compared to other campaigns that Xana's involved in, that's pretty damn fast. Do you guys remember your character super well? Yeah. From that one, yeah. I was yeah. just uh, Herbert, uh, Herbert yeah, Granger, Herbert man. Granger. Little brother Gunther Granger. I remember yeah. the character. I can't remember his name. Oh, what was I your character? I think your character's name was Travis. Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah, Travis. Yeah. Travis Crabtree. Yep, that was no, actually was, the inspiration was, for Travis it is Crabtree. Travis Crabtree. <laughs> Who are you saying? Oh, you were Louisa. Louisa. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember Louisa. Yeah. I gotta say, Xana is the best at having very memorable characters. Yeah, we were oh. <laughs> we were menaced by the various things happening around town. It was pretty great. It was uh did we get some fog too? Like Yeah. For that, but there, There's the, always fog in The first games. thing was the the Cadejo, <laughs> the thing outside of our windows that we kept seeing, and yep. then uh, there ended up being 
an actual werewolf we encountered, vampires. It was a very eventful, like, well, this was only supposed to be like a few days, wasn't it? Yeah. Overall? I think it, I think it ended up being four days. But... Yeah. It was a very eventful few days for these kids. I almost got killed by the town crazy man that has <laughs> yeah. had a history to other dark happenings in the past. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty great. Uh, Poor I, I old Barry. I think that my characters are always memorable for you guys because my characters are always troublemakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Could be. Well, no, you're, well, kind of, but in that, like, in that game, Louisa was afraid to get in trouble. She was so scared of the police. That's true. Uh, but for... Uh, but like a previous, uh, I think it was also World of Darkness game that we did. We were also kids. Uh, I had a character named Madison, and she was a big oh. time troublemaker, and she brought a gun to school. That yeah. She okay, that's when we played with Nathan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And where we broke into that kid's house and assaulted him. We like broke in and like put salt all around him because we thought we were protecting him. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember that? He's like, okay. What the hell's going on? <laughs> yep. And that was, yeah, Nathan played the, like, dumb kid, like, ooh, like the, yeah. I don't know, the, not exactly a bully, but he was the bigger kid. Like, and, yeah. like a crony kind of kid. Except, yeah. yeah. That was pretty interesting. But this this recent one we have, our group is so big. There's, it's like, so, seven players. Seven players, now. and then you yeah. play all the yeah. NPCs. Yep. It was a big game. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what were the what were some moments from World of Darkness you liked from the most recent one? Yeah, there was uh, the having to execute the werewolf in the police station. Oh, yes. that was then, so good. Uh, so April's character—I don't remember her character's name—but she did that. Luna, yeah. I think Luna. it was Luisa yeah. and Luna. So Luna did that. I think I kind of like stayed, but I didn't want to watch. But then it was just great because we we're little kids. Like, okay, we gotta. Gotta break into the uh, evidence room and erase the tapes. So, uh, yeah, we did all this stuff. So like, cause the 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 fog had rolled into town and the adults were kind of like in a daze or something. And so, but when things snap back, there's gonna be a missing prisoner. I think like a pile of ashes or something. Yeah. In the thing, the security tapes are missing and like the guards' and keys a were gone. Gun. And the in gun the was cell. there and like you're okay, your weapon was discharged, what happened here? Like, we probably screwed over some police yeah. officer's life. He's probably going to be fired or something. I liked um, another thing in that particular game. There was, like, the radio station we would listen to. Yeah. They had, like, uh, the rival <laughs> DJs. Yep. The DJ rivalry. That <laughs> yep. was so great. There was uh, Big Time Brad and... Uh, and Rad Rod, yes. Yeah. Based off of... Well, we kind of decided this later, but Big Time Brad was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Rip off. And then we're like, who should... Uh, yeah. Rad Rod. Rad Rod. Steve who Buscemi. should be? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, super young Steve Buscemi. <laughs> It was pretty great. Uh, I know. I, I gotta say, I like that you, how all out you two went for that because we got uh, CDs of the radio shows oh, yeah, to I give us mixtapes, narration I for them. Yeah, it was that, it was, that so was great. Awesome. Yeah, that was I definitely wrote, like these interlude things for them to say. <laughs> yeah, like, and it was during certain like days of the game, so they're mentioning things that have happened in the town. And, like, some stuff we ran into, the things they mentioned, like, there was a desecrated grave, and a kid was killed. That was, like, early yeah. on. Yeah. So there are plot threads within Within the, the, the radio yeah. broadcasts. Which are just, like, <laughs> playlists that I put Yeah, and, yeah, Rodney actually burned, burned CDs and burned, gave them yeah. out to everyone. It's pretty weird. But, no, it's fun, like, yeah, going the extra mile like that with the game. Like, yeah. I had a newspaper I printed out. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. I had that newspaper in my file because it actually came up because it's like local, but I was the one that was attacked. By the yeah, local man. boy, local boy attacked. Crazy, and then there was other stuff in there, too, that was relevant to the town. 
Didn't your yeah. character at one point try and use the newspaper to prove that he was like a celebrity of some point? I like, look, I'm something. in the newspaper. Yeah, he thought it was cool. I'm in the newspaper. Yeah, he got it signed. He got it signed yeah, by yeah. <laughs> by the DJs, like because <laughs> there were articles about them, and then also me, like we're in the same newspaper. Look. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's talking about them and oh, and a kid was assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> That's Here me. you go, kid. Yeah, uh, I think one of my favorite moments was because uh, there was this guy that ran a general store. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's important for the listener to know that Herbert's character this is in the eighties. The Herbert character <laughs> Oh had a had, had the a, had a modem? He, yeah, had a modem so he could would get on bulletin board systems and then he <laughs> yeah. that was like my up, special skill i dumped a bunch into computers yeah and he ended up talking to this guy who was at the local gro general store not grocery store like a gas station i guess yeah yeah and it, he he had the moniker of night owl on his uh on his thing yeah and they he wanted to protect the kids, so he tried to lock them into his, like, bomb shelter. Yeah, basically like a bunker. Yes. Like, you kids will yeah. be safe here until this blows over. So that he could convince Rad Rod to help deal with this thing. But then two of them didn't get locked in. <laughs> and just all hell broke loose from that point on. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That was great. And we, like, took some of his weapons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was talking to him on the on the bulletin board system, it's like, hey, Night Owl, it's Vince Clortho here. But yeah. <laughs> that was my online handle. <laughs> Vince Clortho and Night Owl. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. And we had the, um, yeah, because in the parking lot of the store, I found a thing. It's like, you know, a ghost thing where you, uh, like a flyer where you rip off a number. It's like, something spooky in your neighborhood? Call this number or whatever. Oh, and, yeah. And I was able to find, or I was able to find him online through whatever he left. So, Yes. So it's very interesting stuff. We had the mansion incident that was a vampire yes. den that the kids ended up burning down the mansion. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. To I be was fair, like, it might not have burned down if the fire department wasn't asleep, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I my character was able to resist the will, like the unnatural will that drew them in. But I rolled high enough and like. Uh, I better go get the gasoline so we can burn this place down. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I ran across to the cemetery to go to the tool shed and stuff. It was funny. But their actual goal was, well, they started out dealing with a werewolf-type thing, but then mm -hmm. their actual goal was dealing with this demon guy. Yeah. And uh, they didn't deal with it as much as make a pact with another demon to get rid of <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, that was our so, solution. Yeah, so the, the grand finale was... They resolved what was going on for now, but then made something a else. A promise, a like lot in the future, yeah. I might call on you. Was it who? Was it Luna specifically? Luna made the Luna. pact. The one that killed the werewolf, killed the man in prison. She also made a pact with like the sister of the demon. We were. <laughs> yeah. One thing about April's characters is she, all of her characters always end up having these like really dark things that happen yes. to them in yeah. the background. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just like, whoa. This is intense. Yeah, stuff. she's like, well, I'll be the one to do it, I think. It's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, because it was coming down to Louisa or Luna. And so that became like a whole thing for Louisa, just like feeling personally responsible for uh, Luna doing that. And so she's like much more attached to her. So if we ever circle back to this group, she'll probably be yeah, very uh, protective <clears throat> of yeah. Luna. Very interesting stuff. I do. I thought about running a sequel of some sort a lot, but I don't know what we'll do there. We're currently with Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. Could so. always be next Halloween season doing the like you know it part two where we're adults and come back. 
That'd yes, and stuff has happened. I know, I know Paul thinks of it as a it, but... <laughs> Everything is it to me. <laughs> For me there were kids so much in a horror up. setting, therefore it is it. For me, like, the biggest influences were probably, like, Monster Squad. Oh, I love Monster Squad, too, so... Twin Peaks. I think those are the two things that really influenced it as a game for yeah. me. So... I don't know. That's that's what I stole the most from. Not that I stole very much, but <laughs> and a little bit of the fog. Of course, <laughs> we didn't get any actual like zombie ghost pirates coming after us. Yeah, or no anything. zombie ghost pirates. <laughs> but fog was a big deal. Yeah, because demons. Yeah, and yeah, it's a pretty good game. And you guys like Star. We did Star Trek both before and after that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was fun. I played. Uh a Romulan of some kind. <laughs> he doesn't know if he was full-blooded or not, but not your usual one. And he ended up, like, kind of becoming a hippie part with... Not a hippie, <laughs> but, like, he always loved growing his own food. He had a thing about not liking replicator food. and uh, yeah. But, yeah, at some point he thought, like, well, if Vulcans and Romulans used to be able to... You know, they were the same. Why can't I do things that Vulcans do? So, he'd, like, much later on, like, a lot of the way through the game, I was able to learn mind meld and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was an interesting game. That that one, uh, it was problematic for me running it because of the players, but I, I definitely enjoy it to a certain extent. So Players will always find a way to ruin it. Yeah, it's not that they ruined it, but sometimes it was like, oh my gosh, just progress. Yeah. Just do anything. Come on. You must have been pretty happy with my character when we were in that weird, like, illusionary world thing that I was talking about where he's like, you know what? And I just like closed my eyes and started walking out into the desert going off a of feel and it actually was yeah. the right way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was a whole good campaign because it was trying to explain it later at what was happening. We were all seeing like a false reality, but the rest of our crew could see what we were doing. So we were just running around on the ship acting like no one was there and stuff. Yeah. It was pretty, that was pretty funny. (laughs) When uh, we were being attacked by something in the room, we like shut the door. What the crew would have seen is us running and go, oh no, and run out and like, and force the door shut even though nobody's in there. Yeah. Oh man, it was a wild game. That was one of the funnest adventures. That one I was just talking about, I think. Yeah. Because we did not know what was going on, but when we got the explanation, it was very funny. Well, I don't know the the uh, yesterday's yesterday's Eldritch. What the hell do we call it? The one where you go into the Berlin. Oh, when we went area. back, yeah. yeah, that one was really cool. <laughs> when we traveled back, and my poor, uh, I was collecting food. I'm like, oh man, authentic German sauerkraut and brats. And then when that adventure ended, we lost all the stuff we had, so I had to draw yes. a little ghost things around them they weren't but real you had you had chip in that one yeah and <laughs> chip was a just a side uh, we ended up having member. some really awesome npcs, NPCs that we, you're coming with us chip <laughs> well, yeah I, I liked how we would actually flesh out the npcs once they came to the stage <laughs> yeah yeah but chip he got the worst of it Got, oh yeah got covered in pickle juice yeah a whole bunch of chaos in the like snack room of a movie theater we were in he became yeah. a pickle chip yeah yeah he became a pickle chip and he he like had a girlfriend in berlin yep. <laughs> it's just so weird yeah uh of course nigel i guess nigel really got the worst of it. yeah one of our side characters the reason we went back one of our other npc crew members like went into this time <laughs> vortex thing he wasn't 
he just got drawn in. We're like, well, crap, we have to go find him. And it, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, tried, he tried to change history. It looked like it was going to be way worse. Yeah. Really messed him up in the head. Yeah. Much like a, you know, 60s episode of Star Trek that you're probably thinking of. A lot like that, except it happens uh, at the end of the Cold War, right before the fall of the Berlin Wall. And then chaos ensues because if you know star trek history you know that there's a bunch of augments augments running around <laughs> <Augmented humans> yeah <laughs> to contend with yeah yeah so it was pretty cool pretty cool oh stuff. another really great one actually was the cowboy world basically oh yeah yes. we had to defend a town um from bandits francine harrison's Westworld adventure yep, yep. <laughs> basically a q person zapped us into a fantasy world just cause to see what we yeah. would do See what you guys will do. She was frustrated by humanity. Although then she is punished for it and becomes a human and then becomes a regular NPC. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Uh, doing the same same thing, covering up our tracks, making it look like... Because we killed all the guys or whatever and made it look like they all killed each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd come up with very elaborate plans for stuff that probably could have probably just been didn't left matter. alone. It's like, no, we got to cover our tracks. we got to cover the tracks. <laughs> yeah. And um, then... Sorry, go ahead. Speaking of like cool NPCs, I liked our, our lovers on the battlefield, Lena yes. and Roy. Oh, Lena yes. and Roy. Because the, yeah. uh, the last series of games were run in the Dominion War. So that's a, it's a big thing in the Star Trek universe, if you don't know. But Lena and Roy, they're lovers on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're so good, those characters. They're so much fun, those two. Yeah. Because like, there were characters that would get separated quite often due to the two story reasons and Lena and Roy became essentially alternate PCs. Yeah, yeah. because our character's like, well, the engineer's just gonna stay on the ship, so you play this character for yep. the away mission. So yeah, Lena and Roy became like the fan favorite character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they even we would do a thing where we would vote who got like character progression and they actually won, even though they weren't any they of the characters actually... any of the player characters. Yeah, we did the voting things and they won and uh, Chip won one time. Yeah, yep. we upgraded Chip for sure. It was fun to upgrade NPCs. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, still I think that's a fun a thing I don't, I haven't <laughs> seen ever. Is oh, you have NPCs that you can level up when they do good things. That, yeah, that, that was, was a lot of fun. fun to do. Yeah, but Lena and Roy were only half NPCs because they were played by regular. Yeah, players played by the characters. Quite yeah, often, half the time. So, man, that game. I kind of miss elements of that game. Yeah. Yeah. We're running D and D now, and we're dealing with a, a hex crawl. Yeah. Yes, true. <laughs> so got to map out the mysterious island. The yeah. fog makes a return yet again. <laughs> My character's just so annoyed and going along with it. <laughs> well, she's got her own things going yep. on. There's a reason she's on the island. Well, hey, the job pays a lot of money, so that's true. She has to tag along so she can, you know, if you want your cut of the reward, yeah, take a cut. Plus, she might feel sort of vindictive towards a certain enemy monster that destroyed her bolts. It's true. <sighs> true. That it's is true. true. <laughs> She's a little uh, OCD about her crossbow bolts and always collects them. So now she has 19 instead of 20, and it's driving her mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a setting of my own design that I've been working on for a long, long time. And it's a pretty interesting thing going on. <laughs> They're on this mysterious island that, like, got covered in a mist of some sort a few years ago and the terrain itself has changed and so they're trying to investigate that try to figure out what's going on so that's what's going on in our new campaign 
Um, Very cool stuff. And we, we definitely did not go the way Rodney was expecting. <laughs> it's like, okay, here's there's a landmark right here. Here's where do you guys go? This mysterious, to the left, yeah, away from it. The mysterious map. Here's where this body was found and, and the map was with it. Blah, blah, blah. Here's, there's a big X on the map. You can head straight for that. No, let's go around the side and map out the perimeter. That's what I my, decided to do. My biggest problem with mapping out the perimeter isn't necessarily what you're doing, but the fact that there would be a significant amount of backtracking, so it would yeah. take you, like, three times longer <laughs> to get through the map. Yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? It's already going to be so long. Hey, we, we have characters that can forage. Maybe if we run across some hexes that are uneventful, then, you know, it's okay. Wait, I have a spell to create water. You guys can find food, so... Oh, yeah. really? Food in the game. It's always about food. Yeah, we want Which nuts. we then we have to make in real life because it sounds so good. <laughs> that was that, that was, was actually yeah. so hilarious. <laughs> oh, we did we get that. we get way too specific with the food to the point where like, man, that sounds good. And yeah. then a farmer and then these three went out and got as to... a thank you. I'm like, oh yeah, and we have a hunk of cheese and we found some mushrooms. Let's do a zucchini, zucchini mushroom and... for dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we actually went out to yeah, the store. Hey, we... Finish it's like, we'll get them to the store. We need zucchini, mushrooms, cheese. How much time do we have before they close? And that's it. Yeah, yeah. we rushed off after the last game. We're like, we got to get to the store, buy stuff, make the food that we just ate in the game. And <laughs> yes. we actually did it. It's true. So good. I did it too. I didn't make zucchini boats. I made like a... Like a stir fry. Skillet type thing. Yeah, it looked yeah. good. I think that's more true to what the characters did, though. Yeah. Probably would have been, but you know, we said boats, so I'm like, I'm cutting these in half, damn it. We're eating it this way. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, that's so good, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just realized that in this group, I keep playing OCD characters. <laughs> that makes sense. That's I guess. true. Yeah, your engineer is like about the ship. No, it has to be at optimal power at all times. Yeah. You can't do anything that hurts the ship. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how her Star Trek character to, was. To be fair, the end of the game, she kind of drove herself mad that's, because yeah. of her OCD. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty great. And then Louisa had a thing about her, like her um, Walkman and headphones. Like she always had to have that with her. Oh uh, yes, she just had to check in on Rad Rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She thought Rad Rod was so. And now cool. your new character, those bolts. There's one missing. What the hell? Yeah. What are it... you gonna do? <laughs> She'll deal. It's actually the second one she lost, but April's character gave her another one because she noticed her being upset about it. Yeah. It's very interesting <laughs> stuff. So you yeah, like... now that you mention it, I'm like, oh yeah, every character I've played <laughs> with you has an OCD thing about them. It's not intentional. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm OCD, and I have to do it. You need something yeah. for, I need your, to for your characters, characters to focus on. But the other the other characters at uh, Josh plays Cestus, the young lizardman, lizardman guy. What are the actual <laughs> dragonborn? Uh, dragonborn. Well, it was dragonborn, but there was a more specific name for your yes. version. That's just setting specific. The yeah, Ar setting specific. It's just the Aruman. The Aruman. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's just dragonborn. It was build. funny though. You were coming up with all these different races. <laughs> They're just a bunch of humans. You're like, what the hell? No, that's fine. Human. That's human. I'm happy half to have a elf. lot of humans. Yeah, I, I like playing humans. Like, I have this, you know, badass assassin, but then she's like, I'm going to sneak into this cave. Oh, no, it's dark. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But she also doesn't, you know, for the assassin thing and being sneaky, if you have a light on. Yeah, she's also kinda. not can, willing can to light a torch the... or anything, but she can't see in the dark. So I'm like, well. Crappy human eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, My it's only regret cool. is I should have played a dwarf. Mm. That's because uh, the dwarf is yeah, the best Yeah, we have class no dwarves. 
<laughs> there are I, no I dwarfs. I love the dwarfs. Happens way too often. I was so close to playing a dwarf druid. I was so excited. Amethyst, the crystal dwarf. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... Uh, it's what would her uh, OCD thing been? <laughs> Uh, well, she puts all of her magic into her crystals, and she neatly organizes and and infuses her magic into her crystals every morning. Yep. Okay, so uh, that's that's one of those things. No dwarves. There should don't you know the dwarf ratio? If you've got two people that are not dwarves, you need like twelve people that are dwarves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That is true. It's about right. We're breaking the rules. Six dwarves per non mm-hmm. per non dwarf. <laughs> We just need some. We just need to come across like thirteen well, dwarf NPCs. We come across yeah. like NPCs, but they're just you know, the tavern dwarves. They're ah, the five tavern dwarves that you played a game. Dwarf with. punch yeah. is that what? It is? Yep, ale puncher. <laughs> ale, ale puncher. There we go. Yes. That wasn't enough dwarves. You're right. <laughs> More dwarves coming soon. <laughs> well, in any case, interesting, interesting stuff. Oh, and then Paul was playing Ian Callister. Yep, right? an old sailor man turned holy man. He's kind of, uh, for people that have seen Game of Thrones or read the books, kind of like Thoros of Mir. Yeah, Holy man, but he became a holy man kind of by accident. Um, but yeah, he's cool. He, I'm, the, I'm the old man of the group. It's like, a lot of our group is like, we're 15. I'm 17, 18. I think we have a couple 30-year-olds. And my guy's like, well, yeah, it's like, like you, I think April's years character. <laughs> I'm an old, like I've been a sailor for 30 years. Everyone else is like barely adult. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. And he's, but then he, uh, after having his religious awakening, he didn't become like a good guy. He still acts, well, he's not bad, but still acts like a sailor, still drinks at taverns, all that. That's why I yeah. compared him to Thoros. But, you know, uh Basically doing what uh, he had the same awakening as uh, as a Jules uh, Samuel L. Jackson in yeah. uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so he, his motivation for the past five years was to basically wander the earth, yeah. and so he would make a little money doing like maybe escort missions and stuff. But yeah, uh, I had a thing where I was like, well, he's pretty poor. He'll probably just like camp with, you know, like find homeless encampments and just spend the nights there. And it actually came up in our game because he did that, and then there was a cobalt attack in the night, and so I busted out of my tent bashed the kobold good and then the other ones <laughs> ran off but he was able to save the guy they were killing because uh, yeah. he became a cleric so he had his power to stop the stop him from dying and then heal him so yeah and that was pretty great then he hired the the rest of the homeless people's i'll give you a silver piece each if you guys take a watch but uh, but then he also like threatened them the same thing but don't try and rob me yes. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what i did to that thing yeah i probably won't kill you but i'll mess you up <laughs> So he's like their hero, but then also like threatens. Them. Yeah, you try and so rob me, I'll bash you like I did him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, interesting stuff. So we played some RPGs. Yeah, we sure have. <laughs> this one is not that far, and we've done. Yeah, we did like four... one dungeon, and then now we're just mapping out an area where we've run into some stuff. So yep, it's weird because they they had a lot of choices to begin with. And oh, that's true. We, we had a lot of different we options. We definitely for... did this like a video game. We're like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. get information on everything we can Every possible possibly quest we do. Can do. We're going to do all of them. And then we'll just... Well, we did decide on one, but it's like, okay, we need all of the information on everything so that we can choose. Yeah. yeah. Although they, they definitely didn't do one of them, and maybe that was a good thing. Maybe it was I don't bad. know. I don't know. It's I told that one lady I would help her if we come back, if I can. And if not... Maybe someone else can help her. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah. 
yeah, our game grew. Our group is all about food, I guess, because we totally turned the fortunes around in a, a tavern we went to. Nobody goes to. Oh yeah, the lion's den. <laughs> yeah, the lion's den. Nobody. Now the was port in there. owner is. Yeah, he's like understaffed. No, a lot of people don't come here. I don't know why, but well, and then we, you know, ordered a bunch of food, had our bard playing, drew in people, and then he had more business than he could deal with. Yeah. So it was a monkey's paw situation. It's like, <laughs> oh, you want more business, do you? Well, have all the business in the world. Yep. Halfling <laughs> called Augie Jones. Yep. <laughs> Anyway. And his waitress was like asleep at the time because that's how not busy they were. Yeah. <laughs> so good. My character walks in and she's like, "You can't handle this. Give me a room and I'll help." And oh, that's just true. Kind of started helping you did some against his yeah. will. Free room, free room and board. <laughs> yeah, Zena's character is good at manipulating people to get things for she free. Should not have to spend any of her own money. Yeah, because she's. <laughs> Because she grew up as a street urchin, and for her, like, a whole big part of that is, like, maintaining her street urchin, like, you know, harmless persona. And then uh, one of the characters is a paladin of the, like, harvest god, and so she always wants to feed everyone. So she always intentionally, like, places herself in line of sight of the paladin when it's time for food so that the paladin will buy her food. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty funny. She's... She's got the biggest thing going on because her character has an alternate thing Persona. to do. Yeah. She has quests that don't involve most of the rest of us. Yeah, she's trying we don't to even get know about. a dagger from a guy to that escaped to that island and he's not wanted at all, so she could kill him and just take the dagger. Or then there's I guess the the quote unquote tiefling. She's more like a satyr person, because that's what the setting has, mm-hmm. but a satyr person she has another one about this this like door that she's supposed to this red door oh, she's red supposed door. to go to with these oh yeah the tiefling that just wandered into an assassination contract from the sounds <laughs> of it or a, something yeah. something not good she accident she just she joined a thieves guild just because though i like the idea that the red door thing really is just like a really hip underground tavern you have to <laughs> yeah. follow the series of clues to get in and well, if you, you don't know it, then you didn't know. go to the red door yet, so you don't know. Yeah, who knows? That could be that. That would be funny. <laughs> no one knows what's behind that red door. No. Nope. My character wants to go gather information about her assassination hit she's supposed to be performing right now. And she's like, we're mapping out this place, but I could be investigating. But if I leave, I don't get any money from you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum. Although maybe instead of going around the circumference of the island and taking three <laughs> times longer to do so... We'll make it to that red X eventually. The the part on the map that says go here, basically. <laughs> we'll work our way three over. Three weeks later. Yes, three <laughs> weeks later we'll get there. Well, more than anything, I'm worried about you running into a specific tile Uh-oh. that you've not gotten to yet. I'm like, if you keep going this way, something bad will happen before oh, no, you it's can gonna make be that, it easier. Uh, it's going to be that open world problem where you wander into the you get to the, the area that has like, stronger monsters oh, that you can't handle yet yeah, yep. like oh crap <laughs> well we're all gonna <laughs> that's die that's kind of why i'm worried about it's like oh the further you go in the more difficult it's gonna be <laughs> i mean mike i didn't view it as trying to do the perimeter of this island uh but that's what paul's been doing i <laughs> uh, i've been viewing it as like following the kobolds because they're the things that we're against right now true yeah those little bastards snuck into a town and attacked people so that is true <laughs> they captured an etin yeah yep <laughs> that thing almost killed me last last time i had like two hit points left yeah crazy anyway 
So we've been <laughs> ranting about random games. Um, in, in the future, what kind of games would you want to play? Role playing games. Um, obviously, more World of World of Darkness is always fun. I think mm. it worked really well having it be like not a super long game. Like, yeah, a lot of our games aren't crazy crazy long. The longest one was like Star Trek. It was a year. So yeah, the I mean, thing is, is, is Star long. Trek played well because it always seemed like there were breaks like you would get in like a show mm-hmm. like yeah. oh okay we did this thing that took you yeah, know two episodic. or three or four cool. sections yeah, yeah it was like episodes yeah so it was like playing episodes and so you can assume there was some time that passed in between of us just doing regular stuff yeah it also anyway. helps that we play every week as opposed to every other week yeah, <laughs> yeah. When we can at least yeah mo- for the most part our average is a lot better than that yeah. anyway so other games you would consider playing in um, the future I mean, whatever you can cook up in the Savage Worlds, the superhero one was really yeah. fun. I would love to call back to superheroes at that some would be point. A fun that one. would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk too much about that one, but my superhero was like a you know, kid that thought superheroes were really cool and liked nerdy stuff, whatever. He got like a motorcycle helmet, called himself the White Jedi, and yeah. like a cape and stuff. But I like the idea that he, um, if we came back to it some years later, being disillusioned with the whole superhero thing. Because, like, they did some stuff, but there were some bad results with with our mission. Um, So I like the idea of him still being good at being a superhero, but he's, like, uh, I mentioned the Into the Spider-Verse, the other Peter Parker, the older one that's, like, broken up with MJ and is a bit out of shape, but he's still good at being Spider-Man. Yeah. So that's more like how my character would be. Yeah. He's lost his idealism. It's important to know this takes place in the future. Oh, yeah. Being obsessed with Star Wars was weird because the world, like, you know, well, experienced I did that bef- a uh, b- the happening. Well, I was going to say this. Um, when I did it, the Star Wars sequels didn't exist yet, right? That's I played true. that character a long time ago. So it's not like... I don't even think Disney owned Star no, Wars. No, they didn't. That they was didn't so know. long ago. It was long, yeah, it was back in that that one so, house. Uh, so we were considering plus the notion ago. that Star Wars would fall into obscurity after <laughs> yeah. the prequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were no we were TV so shows. Nothing. Young and innocent back then. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I want somebody to play through the breach with me. <laughs> That's I w- what I want. I will play that game. I do, I do like the sound of that one. I, I think you'd like it. It's it's really fun. I was able to play that with my other group at one point, uh, but we were doing the every other week thing, and so we would alternate between Starfinder and Through the Breach. Yeah. And at some point, I was just like, this is taking too long. This is hurting both games, and I just kind of bowed out. Yeah. And like two years later, we finished Starfinder. No, oh, okay. two years later. <laughs> yeah. That's Making our long. two seasons, our year-long Star Trek seem like pretty short by comparison. No, yep. I really enjoy the games I play with them. I just wish that we played more frequently. Yeah, yeah. I would rather play one game consistently, consistently than like, okay, you're in four different games. You might play two of them this month, two of them the next month. Then yeah. Back to, you know. Yeah, or, you know, because... Because they're as infrequent, you could just play shorter games. Exactly. That's what I was saying. World mm-hmm. of Darkness, that was great. Like, even though we went over our 
allotment by 50%, that's still only six sessions versus yeah. four. Only six sessions, and it's very memorable. It was very oh, memorable. Yeah, 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 it was great. I think that they're finally starting to gravitate to that. Like, I talked about how we're gonna, we're planning to do this all-bard game that Casey plans on running. That one, yeah. he plans on being this, like, a short story. Like, he expects it to take, like, six adventures, so it'll, in reality, probably be, like, eight or ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that one's fun. I'm excited for my my dumb character idea. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, a bard barian called MC Doomhammer. Yeah, <laughs> yep. ripped off from uh, my friend's story. Who is yeah. just too Knight. legit to hit? Yeah. <laughs> too legit to hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the Warcraft Two uh, orc thing. There is a yeah MC Doomhammer <laughs> song existing already called "Too Legit to Hit." It gets better. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends in the game wants to play a construct character that's made from a loot called Lootwood Mac. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Does he sound like a sheep when he sings "Man"? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, South Park. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there there are games I definitely want to play. I want to run like I do want to run some kind of a superhero game again because I always find that interesting. So would that be the Savage Worlds system? Probably just okay. it's it, it worked really well. Run. Yeah, when we yeah, did it, it was very cool. Underrated system. Yeah. Bennies. I would have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bennies. we do use. Yeah. We didn't even talk about mechanics very much in this, but but yeah, Bennies have made their way into other games where they're not actually part of the Basically system. Basically, every we just, game because yeah. we just like them. Like, does this one have Bennies? No, but we're going to do them anyway. We're going to have Bennies anyway. <laughs> they're in everything. They were in Star Trek Adventures. Which they they're were... not supposed to be, right? Yeah. Or are they? something similar. Is there? Yeah, okay. there's a similar... Because we have but... the inspiration and... Or not Well, that's the one we're doing now. We You get a Benny and it turns into an inspiration point. Yes. Oh, yeah. Determination and... Oh, uh, yeah, the other Momentum. one. Momentum. Momentum, that yeah. was it, yeah. Uh, Tyler still u- utilizes that in my Pathfinder game. We have our Bennies. We also he also kept theme songs that you did in Savage Worlds. Yeah, yeah that so was he fun. always has you know background music going in fights, and all of the players have a theme song. So when that comes on, you get a benefit. But there's also a villain's theme song. So if their song comes on, Ooh, they get a benefit. I did that too. Yeah, that's it's cool. Very, oh, that's cool. It's very cool. It's a fun house rule. Yeah, it was fun when that would happen in the in the, the uh, superhero game. game. Yeah, like, I oh, it's my song. Some... Hurry, go get to my turn. Yeah, <laughs> like, I gotta do my I thing get as many while turns I'm powered as I can up. while it's going on. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, since our songs kept getting missed, uh, he added a house rule of uh, when your song plays but you didn't get to do anything, you just get a free Benny. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was pretty cool. So you still get something when your song plays. It's just less cool. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds is amazing. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to run a Savage Worlds game. I'd like to run a D6 Star Wars like West End game at some point. Yeah, that, so that'd be no one idea. I'd like. I would to have do. to learn that from scratch. It's not too bad. It's pretty easy. It's one of the earlier rules light games, and when I first played it, I was like, "This is weird. Like, there's not a whole lot of rules telling me what to do. I don't know how I feel about this." Now I'm like, "Yep," because. RPGs kind of gravitated towards the rules light thing in the past 10 years, so it actually fits right in with a modern system instead of being kind of weird compared to Dungeons & Dragons back in the day. You'll run Savage Worlds, I'll run Through the Breach. I'm very excited for Through the Breach because they finally released the Neverborn book. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's cool. uh, That means I do the Call of Cthulhu. Paul, which game are you running? (laughs) I'm just going to... 
play Might and Magic 3 again and re-roll <laughs> my character over and over until I have insane stats. Yeah. Yeah, an RPG I can play by myself. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what a, I want. That's a thing I do because I'm always the DM so or GM. I tend not to have player characters. So everybody has all these things about player characters. I'm like, yep, I was... Uh, Controlling an octopus. Yeah, but you have some very memorable NPC characters. Yeah, uh, like for example, one that comes to mind is uh, your wizard Zenor, who yeah. just oh, yeah, yeah. wouldn't help with things just because I don't do those kinds of things. Yeah, he was a uh, technically not a good guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was around a lot. <laughs> or Francine Harrison. Yep. Yeah, she's very see and then in the i suppose <laughs> technically when playing day. the game you were both rad rod and big time brad and uh in world That's of darkness true. i was both the djs in world <laughs> of darkness uh good stuff and uh oh, what was the name of the guy that ran the the shop i can't remember Dang it. i have it all in notes, yeah it's written but, down on my paper yeah. somewhere whoever night owl and yeah Whoever I was talking to on the message boards. Not that anyone figured it out, but he's Night Owl because he likes Alan Moore comics. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's just a. Watchmen I was wondering reference. if that was a, a thing. <laughs> yep. The kids didn't ex- explore enough about that in the bunker, but he had like all of the Watchmen comics, all of the, you know, Swamp Thing comics. Ah, <laughs> so was okay. he a bigger fan of the older Night Owl? Yeah. Mr. Mason? Well, I don't know. Or did he like the he new, was... young hip night yeah, owl? Yeah, <laughs> to Hollis Mason or uh, Dan Dryberg is his name. Yeah, that sounds right to yeah. me. <laughs> it's been a little while since I read Watchmen, but anyway. So we've been talking forever about RPGs. There's a lot of things I want to run, but I, I thought about <laughs> D6 Star Wars. But... Sorry. Apparently, I got a message from the Beyond. Somebody heard us. Rusty was the name of the. Uh... The shopkeeper, the general store guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll recognize. Oh. <laughs> Holly, get <okay>. over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank Rusty. you, Holly. Yeah. Oh, she, she, wait. She was one of the ones that didn't get captured by Rusty, right? Yeah, it was. It was, it was uh, you and Holly, right? Yeah. yeah. Louisa and uh, ooh, Samantha. No, I don't remember now. I think it was Samantha. Was it Samantha? Mm-hmm. We had a few different... Yeah. So I know we had a Samantha. I can't remember if it was her or Jamie Lynn. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, yes. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll uh, we like RPGs. Obviously, it's not a focus for our, you know, our podcasts. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bonus ode. I would say like role playing games and tabletop related things are probably like my second most, you know, my second biggest thing like thing that you are involved yeah, in. Yeah, you collect yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff. And we yeah, play games here that we've never played before. That one was really fun. The uh was it Return to Dark Tower? What's the big tower one that we played? Yeah, yeah Return, Return to Dark, Dark Tower. tower. That, that was, was super cool. fun. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, it's it's probably my second most, you know, interacted with hobby that and uh the movie podcast thing. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, so I spend a hell of a lot of time looking at that stuff. So if you feel like uh, talking to us about those sorts of things as well, feel free. Got plenty to say about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess two weeks after this, you'll be hearing a real episode finally. 
because it Woo! won't it won't be season break anymore. Yeah, It'll what's be... the what's the real? One? I can't remember what comes up first. I believe it's a couple documentaries. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, <laughs> Mountain Dew time. <laughs> time for some Mountain yeah, Dew. That's well, we were talking about the devil. Them, Paul. <laughs> oh yeah, ja- Jack Chick and the Mountain Dew. Yes, stuff, we yeah. never talked about oh, the Chick yeah, track. The, 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 those comics, yeah, because like. Was it one of the girls? I mean, first of all, what are they called if people don't know to look them up? Uh, Dark Dungeons is the Jack Dark Dungeons is the one tracks I've seen. in general. Okay. Yeah, they're basically these mini comics that were like super like extreme religious propaganda. How basically everything is evil, and like, so give Jack Chick money. And Dungeons and Dragons, I remember specifically. Uh, specifically, the girl used like. I don't know, I guess the player's handbook or something to yeah. learn spells to make her parents buy her well, things. Well, yeah, they like. <laughs> I remember they started off with their characters, and the one character was really good, so now she's ready to learn the real secrets mm, of yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, just how to level. Her, her character dies, so she's oh, she's to, like, like kill, kill herself because she failed yeah. her character. I failed her. Uh, yeah. I love this. Check. <laughs> the chick track is the best thing ever. Dark Dungeons. But don't uh, watch the like movie adaptation. Oh, I've never seen. I didn't know there ever. was a movie oh, yeah. adaptation. It's, it's and it's not just mazes and monsters. No, <laughs> it's like a it's a parody that if it was if it was played serious, it probably would have been interesting. But it's mm-hmm. one of those oh, it's oh wacky I, parody time. Yeah, I don't I don't like those so much. No. Yeah, it would be better if they tried to adapt it seriously, and it's just ridiculous because it's ridiculous. Ridiculous because <laughs> so, of it. Yeah. 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 But Mazes and Monsters is the real chick. Yeah, chick. that's why when you said it, I really thought, like, is Mazes and Monsters what you're talking about? Yeah, I talked about Pardue with the Yep, uh, yeah, exactly. Tom Hanks's uh, breakout role. Yep. As pa- I don't actually remember his character's Pardue name, but Pardue, the holy man, yeah. JJ, what am I doing here? Oh, God. <laughs> A oh. monster. A Gorville. A Gorville. What is a Gorville? Yeah, a Gorville is like a minotaur we need slash to... lizard dragon. Ah, man. Okay, so I so far know. in our game, we did fight a minotaur, and we fought some little lizard guys. Yeah, we should just add Gorville. Add a Gorville at some game. point. It's going to be a, a big boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in charge of the kobolds and the minotaur. <laughs> oh, we should do mazes and monsters on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be... We oh, that would actually be... I'm down. I'm down to watch yeah, it again for sure. The best thing. It's ever. been a good ten plus years since I've seen it, but oh. that has uh, Glacia the fighter. That's true. Zana's middle name is in there. My Glacia. middle name, my very first character. Awesome. <laughs> good <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> so I think we'll end it here so that it will finally be over. Your, your torture <laughs> will be over. Okay. Very sorry. At least until next time. Yeah, in two weeks' time, where we talk about documentaries. Mm-hmm. Which I've done that. We've actually done that episode. It's complicated. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was fun talking about this. But until next time, I guess we'll just we'll just see you later. Yep. Watch out for Gorevilles, everyone. Yeah. Watch out for Gorevilles. <laughs> Have fun. Yep. Bye. 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 Contact us at rentalstorerumble at gmail dot com for questions, comments, hanging out, or requests for an episode. You can find us on Facebook as Rental.Rumble, Twitter at RentalRumble, Instagram at RentalStoreRumble, as well as on Slasher, and RentalStoreRumble.blogspot.com. Check us out on all the podcast platforms as well as anchor.fm slash rental-store-rumble. Music by me and cover art by Gwyneth Anderson. Keep drinking that Tranya.